This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. Our podcast for today is going to come from Haggai 1, verses 1 through 9. In Haggai 1, verses 1 through 7, we read, In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie waste? Now therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into bags with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Okay, this is just a portion of the dialogue between God and his prophet Haggai, but I really found it to be rather revealing. And I say that because we're not much different today than those of old. Men, women, everything has been the same since the beginning. We all possess the same desires and emotions. We all become angry and happy. We all love and sadly often feel hatred. Bottom line, we're no different today than those of old. That is exactly why we need to look back from time to time to those examples of old, when God dealt directly with His people to see the consequences of righteous living and ungodly living. Keeping in mind that God has never left man in the dark. He's always had a law by which man should live in every dispensation of time. Many of the books of minor prophets begin with the statement, the burden of, and then the prophet identifies himself. Now we might ask ask ourselves, why would they even consider it a burden to relate the word of God? Actually, even a cursory view of these books will quickly answer that question. They were often treated very unkindly at best. And worst case scenario is that they were tortured and murdered in most heinous ways. No doubt, that's where we coin our phrase, don't kill the messenger. But these of old, just like those who teach the truth of God today, are often in harm's way. So in that sense, it is a burden. No one wants to bring bad news to their fellow man, and no one wants to be mistreated, do they? But Haggai had a mission to do, and he did exactly as he was told by the word of the Lord, delivering that message to King Darius, Jerubbabel the governor of Judea, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. So the Lord speaking to his prophets says, This people, meaning God's people, are saying, It's not time to build the Lord's house yet. Now if we were to stop there, we just might not think too much about that statement. We could think of a lot of different reasons why that might be true. Maybe they didn't have enough time. Perhaps they didn't have the resources. You know, ladies, they had the same issues then that we have today, just on a little bit different level. 
But God, who sees all and knows all, could see right through any excuses. He would absolutely know if they had an honest reason for not building a house where they could gather and worship Him, as He would have them to do. Well, Haggai jumps right into the core of the matter, stating, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie in waste? All right, that's a question, but honestly, it kind of seems more like a slap upside the head to me. At any rate, I'm pretty sure he got their attention. Sometimes it takes that, doesn't it? What we might call a rude or accusatory statement today. But remember, Haggai is speaking at the Lord's bequest. So let's see what several commentators tell us about, about this statement in this verse. In these days of old, if one had a sealed house, which we read in Haggai 1 verse 4, to dwell in your sealed houses, we think of sealing. And it comes from the word beitikem, and please don't try to correct me on that because I have no idea how to speak Hebrew. But that emphatically means in your houses that are sealed, probably with costly woods such as cedar, it's also mentioned by Barnes that the use of the personal pronoun you, when Haggai says, it is time for you, and then again, O ye, is an emphasis specifically to let them know, being what you are, the creatures of God. So considering those words, we get that same picture of those who've decided that their dwelling places superseded the dwelling place for God, the place where his people would come to worship him as he had commanded them their goals and comforts, their desires, became paramount to the giver of life and the Lord of all. No excuses, no reasons, would be acceptable to God who sees the hearts of all mankind. A careful reading of Haggai 1, 7-9 will clarify the whole matter. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood, and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is in waste, and ye ran every man unto his own house. Wow. The lessons we can learn from those of old are innumerable, but one lesson we can take from these brief verses is this. When we put God first in our lives, when He's the first thought on our mind each morning and the last thought every night, He knows it. And what's more, others know it from our actions, from our service, from our giving, from our focus. He becomes the ruler of our life, and we are blessed because we love and serve Him. Oh, our reward will be in heaven. We will serve in any way that we are able. He understands what we are able to do, and if we're giving the best to the Master, He will be pleased. If we're self-consumed, more concerned for our needs rather than His, He will know that as well, and He will reward accordingly. Those of old did not prosper in the physical sense, even when they tried harder. Here are the final remarks in these verses. Consider your ways. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but you have not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. 
Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. They are not satisfied with anything. Do you know anyone like that? Are you like that? Am I? In those final comments within our contact here with this chapter, we see that word ye or you referred to six times and your once. God laid the dissatisfaction at their own feet due to not keeping his first. And then he gave an option for them to get their life straight when he said again, Consider your ways. That was God's first statement to his children and his last in that dialogue. The choice was up to them, and that same choice is up to us. Interestingly, in Revelation 1.8 we read, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. These are the first words of John's vision from the Lord. And in Revelation 22.13 we read, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Some of the last words we read from our Lord. We have the answers to everything that God would have us to know. Today, you, we, I, all of us, we must also consider our ways. One day we will have that dialogue with our Lord as well. Let us pray that we will not be having a disturbing dialogue such as they did. And I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.